0: Welcome to Labcast. This is a podcast brought to you by MedLab Convo. It's a podcast where we discuss every and anything medical laboratory science. Stay tuned bi weekly on all podcast streaming platforms and do well to subscribe. Follow us on all social media pages at MedLab Convo. Enjoy the episode. And, and welcome to another interesting and enlightening episode of LabCast. Today, we have a well-experienced guest in the house who would help us break down and digest the subject matter which we're discussing on today's podcast, titled Laboratory Management. And this person is none other than Dr. Aliu Israel. Thank you so much for joining us today, sir. I also have my wonderful co-host in the house. Muywa and you're very much welcome. Thank you for coming on this journey and this particular episode with all of us. Now, while offering laboratory management in my 300 level, it seemed very boring and quite unnecessary. It seemed unnecessary for a science profession, and it was filled with strange and more business-like themes. Until I got a deeper exposition into how a laboratory is run how a lab can suffer and literally cause havoc in the lives of patients, in the lives of people that have come to run tests if laboratory management isn't paid close attention, if it's not taken into careful consideration. And this is one of the reasons that we're delving into this particular part of MLS today, because laboratory management is also an untapped part of our very broad profession. And then we thought, who better can help us with this particular episode, if not the affable and experienced Dr. Ali Israel. Now, when I read out his bio, you would know why we have chosen him particularly for this episode. Dr. Ali Israel is a healthcare management and quality management system consultant. With over 13 years experience in healthcare delivery, Healthcare program management, public health, clinical research and trials, implementation of programs, monitoring and evaluation, sales and marketing, healthcare logistics and procurement, general operations with a career path in healthcare management, quality management system and public health. And this is just little compared to other things that he has done amongst other things that he has done. And so, this is why we have him today on this episode. Thank you so much, Sal. We cannot stop thanking you for joining us on today's episode. So, this will lead me to the first question that we have on today's episode Who is a laboratory manager? And what is the laboratory manager's role in ensuring good laboratory practice? Please sir, help us break a laboratory manager. Into tiny bits so that we and our listeners can understand. A lab manager or a laboratory uh, management personnel is someone who ties both process, system, people to ensure quality delivery of the laboratory services. So I can simply say it entails you understanding management function. Uh, managerial leadership change management conflict management total quality management system and basic financial management like planning budgeting personnel management continuous improvement management the iso management and other management tools okay thank you so much for the elaborate response on we laboratory manager is now sir as an enthusiastic scientist what are the necessary steps to take to gain and subsequently sharpen these laboratory management skills both online and offline okay first and foremost just uh, the way i used to tell my students and tell people around me or with i may have opportunity to share is nothing becomes interesting until you pick interest so first and foremost it must start with an interest if you don't have interest in management if you are not interested in laboratory management as, as a key area, definitely you won't be able to do much and you won't be able to take it seriously. So it starts from an interest. It starts from your mind. It you starts from your ability to see this as something uh, that is of core essence. So for you to start, for you to be able to become a successful laboratory uh, manager, it start from first interest. When the interest is there, the will who can now talk about learning because you need adequate knowledge, information uh, for you to be able to be a successful laboratory uh, management expert or laboratory manager. So, interest is one, two is knowledge, three is pursuit because you cannot just be beginning a career and you want to start with management. You have to undergo uh, some basic trainings, trainings like um the technical aspect of, of of the lab. You need to go into trainings of quality management system, training in leadership. And with that interest and the pursuit and consistency of of pursuing that career line, definitely you will always be successful uh, in, in, in management. Because success does not come by wish. It comes by being dedicated, being disciplined, be diligent, and be determined. So these four T's, dedication, diligence, determination, discipline is key for you to pursue uh, a career line when it comes to laboratory management. So you need to understand these things. And so they fact that you can be technically good in terms of like a scientist, but that does not make you actually what, a good manager or a good lab manager. So it's a combination of both uh, leadership skills and technical skills. And people's management understanding processes system to be able to tie them up to become one coherent what uh, process that can deliver the necessary what result that is needed. So it start from the mindset. It start from interest, then to to knowledge. From knowledge to pursuing of the career, doing everything you need to do. Types of um studying, reading. Um, undergoing voluntary programs, um, a lot as you channel your energy towards that area, you begin to grow. And as platforms are being given to you, you begin to lead, learn, and definitely you, you 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 end up seeing yourself there. All right, thank you, thank very you, much for the, um, wonderful answer. So, um, just to put us on the question that uh, Tony just asked because I think you gave more of a generalist. Um, response to that. If we're speaking of laboratory management now, I know understand that there's a technical aspect to it, and there's yes, the soft skill aspect to it, because you mentioned leadership, and you mentioned all sorts of uh personal management and a lot of things. Are there any maybe certificate courses or programs that you have to go through to, because for example, if you're doing quality management, you probably have to go through certificate training for different Or Is there anything like that For laboratory management, or is it enough for us to have done laboratory management while in school, or is it experience? How exactly do you arrive at being a laboratory manager? And if we're looking at the process, okay. If you're looking at my process, it may be slightly different from others, but so I can use the general principles. I can use my own as as an example. And uh, practical wise, just as I said, it, started, it starts from interest. Now, when I was, okay, in 300 level, I know we did laboratory management course. Just as you said during introduction, it was very boring. I like nothing to sound interesting. But I remember the things I learned there. I remember we remember Your management functions. Talked about directing, planning, and the rest of, of other management functions. And it was looking like something that, you know, not really well thought. Not, we're not really serious about it, all these things are not really serious, but just one, uh, one course, then I introduced one of those six semesters. Now, after that, uh, because when you, when you, when you are in school, you have limited, uh, exposure, except for people who have access to the lab, they go for their practice, go for trainings, and the rest. So when you start your internship, to me, you just started learning. So a lot of things that you are reading uh, in school uh, becomes new to you, so then you begin to develop interest. So, uh, as as at that point, naturally, I've been a a, a, a someone who, who loved leadership. Uh like in school, then I like, remember I had close to twenty seven positions in my five years plus I stayed in university. So, something leadership is something that. Is something that uh, comes as an interest to me. I was also in the Mesa president, I was also in the SUG, I was also in the, a lot of even Christian leadership. So, leadership to me was something that I know that I'm cut out for as, as an individual. Now, however, me being cut out for leadership or something that is my passion, because everything rises and falls on leadership. So, I know that if a change must happen, it has to happen through leadership. So I understand uh, the, 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 what it takes to make a change. And if any change must happen, it must be driven by leader. John Maxwell defined a, a leader as someone who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. So if a process must change, if a people must change, it's all the best on leadership. So something that I am quite conversant with and familiar with. So when I now begin my internship, so I began to look at the the quality of leadership that we have across, board. and I discovered that if the profession must move forward from where it is, we must be able to provide adequate leadership. So then my interest was based on leadership and quality management system. Those were my two key interests. In fact, when I did my presentation, my first presentation in internship was on quality management system. My second presentation, which was a bomb, then in my last. Seminar was on laboratory management, so there was no confusion, there was no ambiguity of what I yes. really wanted. But the question is that as an intern, you are presenting papers on leadership to even people who have spent 16, 20, 30 years in the profession, and that is leadership because what well, you begin to make research oh, what do you need to do? How do you need to do? Even during my internship, I organized the way we work within the lab space. There was a time I was able to do the power for everybody, including those who were assigned That is leadership, taking responsibility. So there's nothing too big about it. If you don't love to take responsibility, definitely you are you are not channel your energies towards that. So leadership was there, uh, something that I wasn't interested about. But I need to now narrow it down to the profession. So what I started doing was I began, I began to read about leadership or uh, learn about leadership taking courses on leadership I and, and i asked myself okay in this aspect of the profession what are the key areas if you want to be an effective leader or effective lab laboratory uh, manager or leadership so i i begin to understand that one key success is quality management system quality management system is is something that is all encompassing. Because in quality management system, there's what call leadership requirement and, or management requirement. And then in the former ISO standard, the ISO 2012, then what we call management requirement and there's what called technical requirement. The management requirement then was 14. Why the technical requirement was 10? So if a whole module has 24 requirements and 14 is management requirement, 10 is just technical, it shows you that works how important management is. So I started those journey, of, okay, like, let me understand this quality terms. So I started doing a lot of research program, And then I couldn't afford to go to take programs, schools, not now, then taking courses or programs that the costs were quite high. So what I did was that I looked for an organization that would help me or give me that access. Then I will receive a little bit far higher than when I joined a a particular company. So I have to take a pay cut, close to almost 50% to join. But I know that joining that organization at that point in time would give me the leverage to understand quality management system more, leadership more, and everything. So I was clear why I wanted to join. It was against the all. It was against everything like, oh, how can you be receiving X, Y, Z the amount of money? I want to just start receiving Y, Z. But I knew what I wanted because I, I could not afford the luxury of taking courses in MBA, staffs, and the rest, leadership, total quality management, system. all these are accessible. But you know the truth about it is that some of those programs are good for the setting, but they won't even give you the necessary or the hard experience that you need to, 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 be, to be successful. So I... It was almost like a voluntary job to me, even though I I was being paid. And guess what? Being there, and that was on the first lab I've I've been a lab manager. So I've been a lab manager for two other places. So there's a difference between you occupying a position and you having the requisite or having what that office or what that position takes. So some people can occupy a position just because they are just appointed. But they don't have what it takes. So I know I've been a lab manager for two two different labs, but joining that team at a particular time, I knew what I wanted. I knew I came here to learn. And do you know that even joining them was my internship salary was even far far bigger than my own salary. Even as a, so I joined there in less than four months, five months, I became I became the lab manager of an ISO one five one eight nine accredited lab. Then I put everything. So I joined a particular team. And once I started doing that, I put myself a hole into it. I learned as if I'm just, I'm just learning for the first time. So when I come to the lab, I look at what I'm being taught. I go back again to those my notes and begin to relate the practical aspect to the theoretical knowledge. So I now have a better grasp of what I was being taught in school. And what I was, so I was doing and I was also with it. So it comes with a lot of excitement because you can be in a system and if you don't understand, if you don't have a core purpose or you didn't define why you are there, you can be lost in the, in the activities of that system. So I was not lost. I knew why I was there and I knew what I was going to achieve. In five months, I, was, I already became the lab manager. And in the history of that organization at that time, I was the fastest person to become a lab manager. Now you see your purpose comes in. Why? Because it's something I was already called out for. Father, when they asked another people to apply, I didn't actually apply for the job. So my boss then now told us that okay, I want people to do a presentation on how to manage a lab. So what do you think I did? I went to that my internship slide. That slide I did in internship. I polished it, added it in some few things I have done. And that was then. There was no interview, nothing. The next thing I saw was my appointment letter. Father, I was not even uh how I said that I was not even confirmed as a staff when I was given the position of an I was the youngest in the team in terms of age. I was the youngest in terms of the ten that like, okay, you are just coming in. And but at the end of the day, I was there. So an understanding of what you really want, how to go about it, determines I would have take other routes, like okay, going to do M B at that time, doing total Quality Manual system as Masters program. But I couldn't afford it then. That time. So when I couldn't afford it, I have to look for other methods, other ways to be able to achieve a particular thing. If I can decide to go from Lagos to Abuja, and I can decide to go by road, I can decide to go by air, I can decide to go by train. But the most important thing is that you get there. So if you cannot afford flights, then you can take road. So the most important thing is not how long it takes you, but the ability for you to achieve what you assign yourself to do. So with that and and it gives gives me a lot of opportunities. In fact, there are a lot of people who used to say "Ah, that I was being used. Truly I was being used. But you cannot be used and and not end up becoming useful to yourself. So beyond the quality management system, beyond the laboratory management, I started learning marketing. I started learning financial management so I could see a statement of reports and interpret it. I could Understand some financial accounting terms. So I decided to take a course then on financial accounting. I could do things that even accountants get bored when they do things like account reconciliation. I started presenting seminars on debt reconciliation on how to reconcile debt. A lot of things. Why? Because of that platform. I So I put myself on, I opened my mind to learn and to grab as many as I can. Because you can work in a place and the system can cheat you. But if you cheat yourself, that's the greatest cheat. So, you come in and say, okay, this is this and this and this. So, I termized what I really wanted to do, and the rest. And in the next few, one year, I was already breaking all the records that some of my previous boss had. I was young, but in the midst of being young, I knew what I wanted for myself. So, and that started on and on and on and on and on. So, after then, I had this experience. I decided now that, okay, most of the time I have this experience. I now go out and see that some of, one of my team members now, or some of the teams I lead, I was the least in terms of education, because I just had my first degree then. So when I left, I decided, okay, I want to add academic qualification to what I have upstairs. So, I decided to go for it, to go for master, go for program, stuff and like that. Now, I can afford to spend close to $5,000, $6,000 for my personal development. It's all part of it, and within the next four or five years, I was already closing up on my master's on doctoral stuff and the rest. so there yeah, are a lot of ways to go about it but this is just like my uh, my short story of how i started and how i began to add value to myself so there was a time whereby then i would submit my cv submit stuff stuff like that to organizations and like like people keep posting me rejecting me so I told myself that sit down focus on yourself work on yourself Make yourself that valuable person that people want to chase after. So I sat down, I gave myself a target, worked on myself, improved myself, developed myself. And you no, know, there's a level you develop yourself that even when you talk, even when you do things, you, you know that this person has really worked on himself. That's it. So, but if you keep chasing shadows, you are not focused on what you really want to achieve. What focus on what you really want to do. So a lot of things happen and the other day you don't get it. So I sat down, told myself, boy, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself until you become the focus. And I can tell you that I've traveled out some part of the country. I just go there, I see some of my students, see some people who I'm teaching, who have taught, who have helped in, in one way or the other to get to where so, so competency is not a function of both faces. it's not a function of your name, it's not a function of your background, it's a function of you developing yourself, putting yourself in the right track. Putting timelines, writing out your goals, being visible. And At the end of the day, you are going to achieve it and pass it. There are some of my people who, who train me then. So they are helping them out in their projects, helping them out in doing a lot of things. That is it. So the, it's a personal race. There's no corporate responsibility about it. Personal development is a, it's a personal responsibility and it must be taken personally. And if you do that personally, before you know, you're, you're, you're already seeing yourself. And uh yeah, so I also surrounded myself with some few guys who I knew were passionate about helping people to grow. Yeah, so I I I've I, I've been following the story and it's super um super enlightening, super um inspiring as well. Um but just for the benefit of people who are out there and really want to have so if, so if they're following your experience, they are going to have to go through volunteering gaining really like the yeah. hard knowledge like you said um but if you're going to supplement it so i i guess one thing i want you i want yeah. to draw out from your story is if there were any particular courses or particular i i get that there is the experience part and the experience has a whole lot to play. yes or, uh, were there yeah, any particular looking... courses so can you like give like some recommendations quickly on what those courses were. Okay. There are courses on laboratory laboratory management. Like I have a course I run on laboratory management and most of my students are even are even people from the US and the UK because they understand and know the benefit of it. And so there are courses on on, on management. There are master degree programs, MBA courses that some of the specialty has to do with management. There's, there are MSc in healthcare management. Yeah, You get yeah business management. So there, there are a lot of programs that you can do. Academic programs that you can do to attach. Even there are courses online. Volunteer some. Uh, some you go to some of these websites. WHO website. I think then there was some, but specific to a particular disease or particular so management of stuff and all those things. Personnel management is also HR management is also part of it because as a lab manager. You are all a compassion. You must understand, especially when you work in places like uh, the private sector that are highly business oriented. So you must understand the business aspect of it. Understand the technical aspect of it. You must understand the management of people aspect of it. So courses like quality management system can help you to become a good lab manager. Courses like uh, people leadership, human resource management would help you achieved that. Then the technical aspects Then you get the technical aspect from a whole, whole lot of. It. But quality management system is one course that I know that could help to become a good um, lab manager or um, help you in the lab manager. So the, and the other courses in master degree program like healthcare management, uh, which could help you to understand the way the healthcare dynamics. Then also public health, too, because in public health, there are some courses that have to do with health economics. Health economics leadership in part of the public health. So those aspects of it can also help you to become what uh, a good lab manager, a good lab management specialist. All right. Thank you very, very much for those recommendations. So before I pass it on to my course, I just wanted to know, no, because I know for quality management, they are, they are regulatory bodies. The ISO, for example, and some other bodies. So, is there anything, is there anybody that regulates laboratory management as well? Well, well the laboratory management is, is the highest regulation is the ISO one five one nine because it's here a compassing in lab management. Well, yeah. but the other, the other programs, other bodies that talks about personnel management total quality management system, but under ISO 151, ISO now is the biggest uh, uh, body, uh, or biggest regulatory standard that, that also addresses management responsibilities, because there are management responsibilities. I like the play teams. yeah there uh, for that, but however, the scope can increase depending on the organization you find yourself. Uh, but primarily core lab, management uh the ISO I also cover uh that then they also institute like institute of management but not specific to the lab but general management okay thank you very much sir for that exposition. so I jotted down some just so that I can remember them and also um, make it a point of duty for our listeners to take note of it You spoke about clarity of purpose and direction, you spoke about learning, you spoke about how you took personal responsibility upon yourself, you spoke about how you had to go through the process and experience, you also spoke about delayed gratification because you knew what you wanted and you went for it and before you even started adding the certificate, even if you didn't have the money at that point, you looked for ways by which you can gain the experience and then the certifications followed after. So, thank you so, so much, sir, for that exposition. So, in light of everything that is being said here, I've seen how passionate you are about leadership and laboratory management. And I'll just like to know, in Nigeria, have you noticed challenges which regards laboratory management? And if you have, can you give us at least um, some ways or some solutions by which these challenges can be solved? Because I know that that. Like that. Yes, there's no system without challenges, and uh, with all due respect to most of our leaders in the lab space, they have done so much, uh, they have done a lot, but the truth about that there is still a lot that can still be done. That's where process improvement comes in. So, one of the challenges that I have seen is that we uh and we don't really want to involve to we don't want to really leave our comfort zone. Most of our managers, lab managers are not really concerned about the future. They are just really concerned about what they can do now, what they can get, and without thinking about posterity. So when actions are taken, when decisions are making, they don't look beyond their nose. They don't look beyond what's uh what will be the result of that effect uh, now and look at 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of the profession. However, they have done a whole lot. So that is one challenge that I see, that the, most of our lab managers are not, do not efficient the future. They don't take decisions, uh, uh, make choices that will affect uh, the future, but just for what will be like an immediate gratification and immediate solution without looking at the young ones or looking at, however, that is not exclusive to every one of them. But, uh, even as a leader, if you are not visionary, you can't at least your, your legacy. So it is vision that, that at least you. So if all you do is for just for the immediate, or for yourself, or for your team, then your legacy cannot be strong. So that is one challenge I see: vision. Well, our visions most of the time are just limited to what we can do at that at that at that particular point in time. So that is one. So uh, the solution to that is for our leaders, our lab space leaders, to begin to envisage the future, begin to create vision. See, let me tell you: everything in life starts from the mind. Everything is created twice. It's first created in, in your mind. Okay, this platform we are using to, to do this program now was first created in someone's mind before the person created it in reality. So it has. There must be the a mental shift for our leaders within within the last place. and that is when we can really enjoy longevity and um, and uh, a, whole, a whole lot of things. So that is one. Then secondly, I see knowledge gap. Now, there are a lot of us, percentage of most of our leaders are only good when it comes to the technical aspect, But people's leadership, quality management system, we have a lot of lab managers who are very, very poor when it comes to that. And leadership is all about people. Because you have to have quality system essential. And one of them is personnel. Among every other essentials, uh, it takes personnel to drive every other essential. So if you don't understand people's leadership, definitely, as a lab manager, your duty is not, it's not to, is not to get it's, you get the job done through people, through process, putting in process system that can get the job done. So when you start doing the job yourself, or everything centered around you, then definitely, uh, you are not a leader. So, providing leadership to the team, to the laboratory, is something that some of us don't really understand. Why? We're just good at the job. And some of us are there because it is now our turn to be there as a result of promotion or as a result of being the oldest person in the system. But the fact that you are the oldest person in the system does not make you a good lab manager. If you don't understand the concept of leadership, you don't understand the concept of people's development, motivations, creating system, creating programs, process improvement, quality management system, implementation of total quality management system. You got no business to do there as a lab manager, irrespective of your age. And irrespective of how long you have been there, you are better at being at that. So knowledge gap is something that is huge. but thank God we have been doing a lot of campaigns and programs like this can also help. And a lot of training, a lot of campaigns a lot of orientation, a lot of free online workshops, paid online workshops, physical workshops, to bring people up to speed. I went to a facility to do a training in a government facility. I, I won't mention the name. And I asked a question. Nobody could answer the question. If nobody did understand that question, then I started thinking there must be a great knowledge gap yet. Uh, machine, laboratory, is dynamic and you need to keep learning to improve yourself. If for example like I saw 15189 2012, which was the previous one, we have 2022, if that is all you do and you are not taking courses and program trainings on how to upgrade yourself, definitely there's going to be a knowledge gap. Just like someone who wants to go for a how would I say that wants to go for an Olympic race and you're wearing Agbada and they say oh God pull this Agbada I say no this is your best cloth you need it. But finally, your best clothes may be fitting to you. But for a track and feed event, you don't need that. But you have to wear your, your truck. So that is it. So those are two things to, to have uh, mentioned. Sure now, the third one is uh, synergy. Within the lab space, some of us, we don't have good synergy. So as a lab manager, that does not mean that I have to be the best. All I need to know is to understand how to bring the people together, how to synergize. And how to create platform for people to take ownership and let them see that they are part of the system and not just a one-man show. So by then people begin to see that as a one-man show, oh, you are the lab manager, oh, everything goes to you, and then you know, you need to respect people, understand people, understand their emotions, know know about their temperament, know how to handle them. them they can be out of the process because one key areas of of leadership is change management you can't bring really change when you don't when they don't understand what it is for them in, in the change because it is the people that have to take ownership for the process to be what it needs to be so if they are not part of it definitely you, you're gonna achieve nothing so the, the ability for lab managers to understand that Mission is not a one-man thing, but a collaborative effort and a team effort to be able to achieve what they need to achieve, they must get that. Then, another aspect again that another challenge I say is resource, resource management. Especially when you are in a low-resource area, you must know how to manage resources. If they give you one combo, what can one combo do? If you don't have a basic understanding of financial management, resource management, there's financial management, which is a component of resource management. Sometimes we talk about overstocking, sometimes we talk about cash flow, we talk about uh, stock management, we talk about uh, a, whole, a whole lot of things, supply chains. All the so if you don't understand how to manage resources, definitely you are not going to be effective. So management of resources is another key challenge. Most of our managers have within the country. And, but we need to understand that, oh, you can implement quality even the lowest, the minimal resources that you handed over to you. But because you can't give what you don't have. So you can only give what you have. And the last I would like to also uh, say is the mindset. It's very, very important. Because there's a saying that as a man thinks, so is. So you can't be thinking poor and be rich. So your mindset as a lab manager, as a way of affecting the whole business, the whole process, the whole system, and the next, and also quality management system. A lot of individuals, that some of them don't understand how to implement total quality management system. That is another story for another day. If you don't know how to implement a TQM, I tell you the truth, you are just occupying space as a lab manager. So those knowledge, that knowledge gap, that training really consistency, a whole lot of things we do have the way of improving what the laboratory management is in the country. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for the elaborate explanations to challenges and um, what to be done to these challenges. However, you mentioned a lot about quality management system, so I would like to ask that: what are the similarities or differences? between laboratory management and quality management system. Okay. Quality management system has to do with the coordinated process systems that are put in place. When sure client satisfaction, patient satisfaction, and it involves uh, all the quality system essentials, it it involves process people, uh, system, so consistent results, performance that can best satisfy the patient or give the quality. Uh, service. So they are coordinated and uh, process system documentation program that ensure quality in a particular organization. That is the simple or the simplest form of definition of quality management system. the ISO are the definition. Laboratory well, quality management system, like, and so, and like let's say for example now, so we want to talk about the quality of a lab results now. Talking about the, the the timeliness, the accuracy, and the reliability of the results. So all the processes you put in place to ensure the timeliness, the reliability, and the accuracy is quality management system. Now, laboratory management is a part of quality management system are yeah, like inter sets or inter-sets. so quality management system is also part of laboratory management and laboratory management is also part of quality management system. I don't know whether you get that so they they, they they work together to ensure what the goal of what patient satisfaction. So the laboratory management in the simplest form entails providing leadership for a lab using quality management. It's patient satisfaction that is the simplest way for me to correlate it the act of providing leadership by using some of these quality tools to ensure what patient satisfaction thank you so did you get the uh, like similarity between laboratory management or the different lab management and the quality management system so as i said earlier quality management system is part of and laboratory management and laboratory management is also part of what quality management system. Thank you so much. sir Yes, we can see now that the two are intertwined together just to achieve a common purpose of good laboratory practice and better laboratory diagnosis. Okay now so it has been observed that other sisters in the profession, like quote unquote the medical medical doctors, they had one heading Laboratory in terms of management, like they are mostly the laboratory managers. Why is it? Is this the case? And um, how can we get more medical laboratory scientists in, like, proper regulated into the system? What? Where? Where? You know, practice in Nigeria and uh, practice in other places are quite a uh, bit different. However, they are they are thought for good standard. It, there's no ambiguity about the head of the medical laboratory. There's no ambiguity. It's clear. If you look at the ISO 15189, I, you get it. it's clear. It's clear. There's, there's no there's no there's no contention. Okay. Now we have pathologists who are the, like the closest. I've i to headship of the lab. We have administrators. Now the administrative functions within the lab. Or let's say they are business function. And let's say, for example, now, let me take a, let me just digest into Nigeria's scenario. In a private organization, the owner of a lab will be a business owner. Let's say a CEO is a chief executive officer. Now, the CEO, who is a chief executive officer, doesn't necessarily have to be a medical labo, or even a medical personnel. Why? Because it's a business position. Am I, am I communicating? However, when we have people who have those backgrounds in terms of laboratories, healthcare, is the organization a better edge in terms of decision-making, in terms of knowing what to do and how to do it? Am I communicating? Yes. now? Na- now, so for the head of the lab, it is clear that it has to be a medical laboratory scientist. If you go to the ISO, you can't be an HD of a lab of a lab or a lab manager if you are if you don't have a practicing license across anywhere in the world. However, for the there's the role of the pathologist in the lab, they call it consultative pathology. Which you know, you know, the the healthcare is a multidisciplinary sector. That whether you are a clinician, you are a nurse, you are a doctor, you whatever you are, you a physician. You have your role to ensure what patient. Satisfaction. So, if I play my role as a scientist or as a lab manager, the pathologist also plays his role, the nurse also plays his role, the pharmacist also plays his role. At the end of the day, what happens? The patient is better, what managed. So that is it for for the head of the lab, the lab manager. It is a medical laboratory scientist who is fully really licensed and competent. If you see the ISO one five nine, they spread out the responsibilities and the qualification of who should be the head of that lab. Now, however, there are some ambiguities that people in Nigeria that say, okay, this is a clinical lab, this is a medical lab, well, the easiest way to overcome those challenges is just implement an a 15189 organization. If you implement a s your organization, everybody will know their responsibility. There is no ambiguity if you can succeed to implement it. Why? Because if it's a standard, And you cannot manoeuvre the standard except except if you would want to adopt it, especially when it's internationally accredited. But the role of the technician is there. The role of the lab scientist is there. The role of the lab manager is there. So you cannot have have a medical doctor become a lab manager. They won't. Why? It won't pass. However, it has a role there if it's a pathology. It has a role, test of verification of results, test of interpreting results to the end user. And so the rules are clear. There's no ambiguity. It's one of the ways to overcome those challenges, just implement ISO in the, in the organization. At the, at the end of the day, you will. And also, orientation. We are not in war, we are not in contention. Some of us study medical lab science at our first degree <laughs> because we choose to. It's not because we couldn't get admission to the, for other courses or other programs. I had a conflict of mine then. He had admission in medicine and He also had a mental health. And he in fact, to a mental health. That does he not make him a If There is no program. There is no cost that is less if you go to the other. So you need to debunk that idea from, from, from my... It's the same service. That, that's what I tell my, my, my team. It's the same services. Even to, to the cleaner, it's the same thing we are all doing. But our job descriptions are different. Our job descriptions are different. If everybody does this to our own job description, at the end of the day, we have a better outcome when it comes to patient management. So, this contention of who is this and uh, they are just they are just things they very unnecessary the patients are suffering at, at the end of the day it is clear it is the responsibility of the laboratory manager who is the head of the lab and laboratory directors and pathologists they are all clear nobody can take in anybody's uh, space so I think we need more orientation, more engagement more collaboration and and they will to see as this as not my thing, not my profession, or not your profession, but the for the sake of the patient management, we are not gonna get headway. So so that so the question is that who should be the best? Let's let's say some, like in the case of teaching hospitals and some of these things, we are some person to, to put some profession. No. See that's the reason why we are having a lot of chaos, a lot of issues. In Nigeria, there have been a time where the minister of health is not even in Nigeria. And one of the times, even in the we of was one of the times we have a better system. So if you don't have that leadership, that healthcare care management skill, definitely you're going to make a mess of it, whether you're a scientist, whether you're a doctor, whether you're going to make a mess of it. Why? Because it is not the skill that you use in surgery that you're going to use as a head of a medical organization. It's not the skill that I, I use to prepare or to do chemistry tests that I'm going to use to be a lab manager. I tell you the truth, because when you become a, a manager, you lose from just uh, being operational to more strategic. You begin to look at what is working and what is not working. Until you fix what is not working and make it to become working, then those who are at the operational end of it cannot uh, uh, be able to have good success about it. I don't know whether i I hope I'm not taking the conversation too far or too deep for some of our but I know that those who are listening to us right now most. some of them will understand what I'm trying to say and some who don't understand with time you understand better and uh, this is also a platform for you to uh, get more understanding so I don't know if I'll be able to address your question. oh yes sir thank you so so much sir. really Stop. Okay, sir. so I would like to bring up the um, situation of laboratory information management So I know on my end here, I've seen where laboratories um they put in a lot of computers and then they start putting results with the computers and then like six months down the line we don't see anything of that sort happening again. So and I know that this laboratory information management system is like a solution which regards laboratory management. However, especially in Nigeria that is still um, way back, in becoming digital, we're still working in between being analog and being digital. How do is the laboratory information management system in Nigeria Very visible. Very, very busy. We have a lot of staff that are have, have LIS system. I uh, get it very, very busy. It all depends on what you really want, want. Even the they're talking about uh, documentation they They are in different levels. you get just like you using phones. Hey, someone who is a phone. Someone using an I app I is a phone. Someone was using an iPhone is not a phone, but their functions are different. So even with the airline there are levels of i Now seen small labs that that to have up some tabo and 10 distinctions but they use this airline according to uh, Some software that you would use to manage your process. Because the essence of the laboratory information system is to help manage the process. Documentation, patient information, quality controls, and, and the rest. Uh, let's say, for example, now, like a good laboratory management information system uh, should be able to, if you have an equipment that can transmit. So if you want a test now, instead of you entering the result manually, you can just transmit from there direct to the airlines and direct to the patient's data. That's little or, or no manual. So for, let's say for example now, and so someone is comes in, in, the, in the lab I want to run a particular day, X, Y, Z, address. So, okay, let's say for example, the sample is there. So for some of the system, all, all you need to do is just, okay, put it a backbone system, log the, the patient information, or let's say for example, or let's say the patient, are they come in to that facility, you just type in a particular code, it to at the patient information, but all the history about the patient, all the test the patient that we, So and Once you take that sample to the, to the lab, you scan it with the barcode, At the end of the day, it looks up all the information about the client and all the test the client. So you don't need to start putting it manually on your system uh, what test the person really wants. And once that test is done, you transmit it from the equipment to the airlines, from the airlines to the patient information, and you know, whoever that needs to sign check up the results also check and also sign out, so that is a proper linear way of managing however if we don't have an LIS system like the uh, the software or the computer based LIS system you can see through proper manual documentation just that there are chances that there are going to be more errors because why because of what manual errors and human interference errors however that will call for more strict quality monitoring, quality assurance monitoring, to ensure that compliance. Ensure that if it a result is 24.0, you have not put 240. Because the limit between 24.0 to 240 of a laboratory test result of a quantitative assay can be very, very, very detrimental to patient management. A lot of we have non and Major we have major non-conformance and non-minor performance depending on, on the upcoming event and the event of management. So it is very, very so you can it, it is advisable as a lab go for an airline that best suits your immediate for your need. Even though you can't afford the bigger ones, go for the smaller ones. So it will also serve the same purpose. As you begin to expand or as you begin to grow. In terms of uh, usage, then you can go for higher platforms. But some of them can be really expensive. Some of them can be really demanding in terms of like what they take from people. And some of them can also be user friendly. And they are a very good site for choosing an airline. But the user friendly, you should be able to have people that should be able to train it. both remote support and support for the. But if you don't have support and the airline is down, if, if it's a system that depends majorly on, on the airline, then you are going to have issues with satisfying your patients. At that at that point, but nothing. There is nothing that concerns the patient whether you are using LIs or you are not. All the patient most the time wants to know is that the process is seamless and it gets the best out of it. So deploying all this LIs is a tool to help us get our job done faster with minimal people and at best time, convenient time, and with little or no errors. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yes. So thank you very much for that response. You know, it comes to mind um, some of the things we discussed earlier with uh, scientists. Oh, Moongoke fine. I think it's somebody you know, who worked at Pegasol as well at some point. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was saying something about how data is very necessary, even if you're going to scale your business. Of course, now you're talking about how there are levels to the LIS um, system, you know. So even if you're going to scale up, if you're going to expand as a business, you have to have data. The LIS is very, very important as you were saying. Yes. Um, but I want just for the last question, I want I wanted to, you know, get an idea of uh how would I would like to because when somebody goes through your profile online, especially on social media, say Twitter for example, it's easy to really pick out that you are passionate about labor humanity and quality management, amongst other things. But you know, if they follow through, it's also very easy to pick out that you are particular about personal and professional development as well. So I wanted to hear what you think. What what you have to say to people, or medical laboratory science, or anybody at all, especially medical laboratory science um, professionals and students, young professionals and students who are out there and they are still at the onset of navigating their way through their career. path. you told us a little bit about your own journey. What would you say to other people who are still trying to navigate? They're still at the very onset of navigation you know how, how do you what would you advise i i run a program i call it Medical Lab scientist career path um uh, training uh, like in that program what necessitated that program was not just uh to generate money for me but that was even the, the program the cost of the program is even less than something that i, I normally do i had an encounter of an intern and so I was talking to, she was one of my interns, and I was talking about her, about the profession. She was just belittling it, like, no, 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 I'm not caught out for MLS, medical lab science. No, 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 this profession is this, this profession is that. So I was just smiling. So as she was complaining and saying that, and his wish just dropped, I said, okay, medical lab science career, something like that. So I just jotted it in my system and and, and, and and left it. So I I took her number. I told her to. Call me or chat me up later. So I developed the program we could call around that. Now, because when we started medical lab science in the university, my university then was one of the few universities in Nigeria that offered the program. Because most of them, those time, were run in teaching hospitals and stuff and and, and the rest. Uh, so, so the the visibility was not there. The awareness was not was not there. So people like I you I are starting medical I like what do you do? Like, because when the purpose of a thing is not to know, definitely abuse is inevitable. So it is the purpose of a thing that defines the value of it. So, like, so we came into the profession, like, okay, we're just there on the level. We're just, like, shy. okay, we're in the events just and like that. But as I began to learn and grow in it, I discovered that medical laboratory science, without missing words, and to as men that is listening to me, it's one of the most versatile and diversified profession. I take that again for those that did not hear: medical laboratory science profession is one of the most versatile and diversified profession. Yet, most of us in this country are the most undiversified professionals. Now, when I did that my first episode of that um, medical lab science career, I showed out then over fifty different areas of interest as a medical lab scientist. A whole lot of opportunities. And it was like a wow, 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 wow. Someone was like, Oh, I wish I had this some years ago, some, uh, some all right? And so there are lots. There's nothing you cannot do as a medical lab scientist. That and it is, it is open a lot of countries that you can just decide to take two or three and just focus on it and, and, and become you know, Now, if you mention people like Messi or Ronaldo, people that know their they, they don't need to ask what are they doing. Do you know why? Because of focus. If I see somebody start to me up now on WhatsApp or on call, I can tell you. By 75%, what the person wants want from me because of what identity. So the professional is so blessed with a lot of resources. But some of us, if you don't understand how to tap into the blessing, you may not make the most of it. It's just like good. For the good to be to, to be expensive, to be good, you it has to pass through what it has to be refined, it has to pass through fire. So the more it is purified, the better the good becomes. But the raw gold has little value. So number of us, we are just crashing. How I say that. We, we are not even we are not even yet at the scratching surface of the profession. We are just trying to unveil during the time of COVID. You see how important the profession was. So pandemic was just thing that just showed up. Oh, oh, this is. I could remember in Nigeria how many molecular labs that we have your some state that you not even find one unit of it. but when COVID came, you know that over 75 percent of the of the diagnosis that is being used in, in, in managing patients. And laboratory base, in laboratory profession you have epidemiology, public health, you have biomedical engineering, you have biostatistics you have the core hematology profession, the laboratory, you have laboratory management, you have quality management system you have to quality management system you have monitoring and evaluation so many so many things that I cannot just time will fit with 26 you have research development you, you have even HRO, do you know that even even as a scientist you can you, you can major you can focus on human resource manager A lot of people who are fire these scientists in, in, the, in the organizations that are, are there. Some of them study biology on one of those courses. But because they decide to focus on that area, you see, they're not even detecting for you. So what stops you as a medical lab scientist from becoming an HR manager? There's nothing because you better people understand better. I'm just saying that standard. that's something that you don't even think, think of. So there's a lot of like, the beauty about this profession is that my situation so I normally encourage people that learn if you learn where you end where, now people worry about all in the in the profession. I just, I just laughed. You don't understand that if you learn where you end where, irrespective of your profession. See, not everybody is suffering in this profession. I can tell you that. I know a lot of people who are doing fantastically well. That even other healthcare professionals are not doing 10% of what they are doing. So it is what you make out of the profession that matters. It's not the profession itself. What you make out of it that matters. We, we all graduate as medical lab scientists by the virtue, But the question is that if you don't start learning, when you graduate, you are just initiated into learning. You're You after in you just started learning. So then you begin to pick interests. We have bioinformatics. You have even IT, IT communications, technology. You know what it takes to, to work on an LIS, and some of this LIS has to do with Process of the lab. So, if I'm a programmer, are you get me? I'm, I'm generating an LIS system. I will be better in a better position to design it in such a way that it will help the lab function that somebody who just learn programming and does not understand the background of medical laboratory science. Health economists are there. So, what I, I normally encourage people is that keep learning. For those that are in school, focus on it. Make research. Open up your mind. You're going to see the sadness of the profession. Once you are out of this, out of school, focus on two or three areas and try your hands in two or three areas. At the end of the day, you become some will favor you, uh, some you gain more knowledge. And while you are doing that, have a mentor. Mentors are men who take you on the top. There are some things you don't know that people who have gone ahead of you for special information tell you, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. I know of a senior colleague, he's is one of the top guys in this profession when it comes to M&E. That guy changes job tests like anything. Do you know why? Because there's no public health project to start and M&E. So he has cut across all the health sectors. Why? Because of just focusing on monitoring and evaluation, M&E. This thing they won't teach you in school, in curriculum is not, it uh, only teaches you the basics of it. So when you leave, you begin to learn. But if you are not willing to learn and you want to end where, well, then it's like doing the same thing and expecting a different result, and that's what somebody defines as possible well, eternity. So when you leave, keep learning. Take programs, take courses, look for organizations that can help your interests. And that's why I should tell some of my poetic. You don't just accept any job. You accept self-dot that will allow you to grow. Environment that will allow you to grow. Do you know that there are some of medical assistants that are into health care communication? And they are doing well. So, so they are training the profession. So the people who are practicing the profession are not do in a pathology lab. No. The profession is, is, is like a branch. It's like a whole like tree. Every part of a tree is a component of the tree. So if I'm touching the root of a tree, I say, no, I'm, I'm not touching the tree. No, the root of a tree is part of the tree. The branch of the tree is part of the tree. So we're we to see the profession as a building. So if you are the window, that does not mean that you are not part of the building. If you are the foundation, it does not mean that you are not part of the building. If you are the roofing sheets, you are part of, of the building. So understand the, the profession. Expose yourself. Attend conferences, seminars, symposiums read, learn, research. You are know, a lot of the first thing research just to publish. That is not the all, all research. is. So research is like, okay, you can look at trends, histories uh, things that are involved in demand, mm-hmm. meeting needs. Those, those are part of research. I do very few research about publication, but most of my research I do, and research that has to do with processes, programs, projects, and the things I do, and oh, oh. Over a lot a lot of things. now a lot of people when you hear me they talk about uh you talk about quality management system talk about quality uh, management yes those are one of the things but beyond <laughs> that I have a lot of many things on my on my chef yes yeah, so because people are used to that aspect of, of me well right? I, I give it that aspect. It, 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 it is. So that is how that is it there's so many things that but I encourage people focus on two or three areas and as time goes on just, you, just get, uh, you just get used to it. Get mentorship. Right communication, right information. Because there are a lot of things that will lead if you don't have the right set of information. You think this, so. Not everybody is struggling with the profession. And there are some people that are doing fantastic well. And uh, the rest. There are some jobs that I have rejected. In my shape, I have many offer letters. I just mm-hmm. get it, I just, I just keep it. So even some of my colleagues that would take the job good. They will not even pay the half of what I was being offered. That is quality. So everything exactly. lies on you, on you, the individual. However, we have a corporate responsibility to push the profession as a brand. But if you want to fly, you don't fly as a group. You fly as an individual. And so, yes, there and, the, and the beauty about this profession, even as I try to round up it, that the higher you go, the more space you enjoy. At the floor level, is grounded. But up there, we have very few hands there. So come up so that you can enjoy the beauty of the profession. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you said a whole lot. You know, at at the beginning of this uh, program, I don't know if I mentioned it, but we've been. I said we've been trying to get you for a year now. We were supposed to have you last year for quality management. before we, um, we we had um a second person to come on for that. So we've been really looking forward to having a conversation with you. Uh, because we know that you're a person of substance, a lot of substance and you have a lot to shout to a lot of us. Um, so really thank you for this or not. Thank you for placing the time to have this conversation with us today. Really. Uh, we're very grateful and say thank you, really. Thank you for just having this conversation. Um I don't know if Yoma, Yoma, do you might, you might do have anything you want to say before we wrap up. Uh thank you so so much, sir. Thank you for the words of wisdom. Thank you for pouring out yourself on this podcast. I hope that the listeners too learned a lot from the episode. Yeah, so um, from the meaning of what we've described today, which is laboratory management, to what it encompasses, to how laboratories can leverage it, anyone that is listening can agree and would agree that this has been a meaningful conversation. So thank you once more, Dr. The role of a good management system in the laboratory cannot be overemphasized. It is our desire, therefore, our listeners, that you not just hear what has been said here but put them to practice. They are actually very practical information about learning, about improving yourself, about vision, about delayed gratification, about the power of association. I could go on and on. So please. Make sure that you practice whatever you've heard here. Implementation is key, especially if you're affiliated to laboratories in settings where good laboratory practice is not ideal. But of course, that's a story for another day and for another very interesting episode. For now, and share your thoughts your questions your suggestions with us via our email so if you're listening i you want to share a thought a question a suggestion or what you just like to hear you can share it with us via our email which is medlabcombo labcast at gmail.com labcast at gmail.com please share this particular episode if you've learned a lot and you know that applicable in your life, share it with a friend, a junior, a senior, a colleague in the profession. I will see you in our next episode.